From the Over the Top Studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Today's show on the 2018 Dirty Kanza, brought to you by Topical Edge, performance and recovery lotion. Go harder, recover faster with Topical Edge. Today we're visiting with Neil Shirley and Coach Adam Mills. Neil, Adam, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having us on, George. Yeah, thank you for having us on. Now, I'd really like for you two to get into a conversation about how you came together and really your early preparation for Dirty Cans, and we'll go from there. I'll I'll jump in first, and you know I've known I've known Adam, you know, from his reputation as working with um, some of the top professional road racers in the country, um, and he also. You know, at Source Endurance, they put on the Belgian Waffle Ride Survival Camp, which is like a prep event. And, you know, I've talked about it on, on the show in the past, George, if you remember. Um, so Adam has kind of headlined that and has really taken an approach, um, a slight, uh, you know, tweaked training approach for riders in, you know, the mixed surface um, gravel segment and has had a lot of success. And I noticed that. And, for me, I, I also noticed in my own performances at Dirty Kanza and beyond over the last few years how they've declined and my motivation has, has lagged. And I was like, you know, this is a good opportunity to, uh, uh, you know, have someone looking over my shoulder again and, and have some solid workouts and get a get a rhythm going. Yeah, and I remember, I don't remember where the ride was, but I remember I... I've, I've asked Neil one day, uh, you know, when are we going to see the old, the, the old Neil, the Neil from the pro racing days that, that would just rip people's legs off and, and would, you know, give it a hard charge at the key points in the race. And that's the Neil that I remember seeing, uh, from years ago in his professional racing days. So I gave him the challenge and he, uh, or I asked the question kind of innocently maybe, but, uh, he came back and said, why don't, why don't we work together and give this a run? So here we are. Yeah. He told Adam to put his, uh, put his training plan where his mouth is and let's see what he can do. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that's kind of where it started and it was late, you know, late 2017. And so we gave ourselves enough time going into, you know, there was a lot of work to be done. So kind of kicked things off in last December and December was just kind of a slow ramp up month and then brought us into the four days to fitness four day event that I put on out here in Santa Clarita, just four big rides back to back to back where anyone can show up and ride. And so that was kind of like the, the first foundation point, um, which is over new years. And then from there, it's just been the steady progression ramp where, you know, we really started looking at, kind of the fundamentals of what I needed to be successful at Dirty Kansas, and that's being able to push on the pedals hard for a really long time. So, you know, endurance, um, a lot of steady state riding, threshold riding, doing threshold efforts, you know, after four hours into a ride, you know, the type of stuff that we're going to find at, at Dirty Kansas. Um, so it's really been this, this steady ramp, and now we're just over – a week out and it's going to be fun to see where we're at. And Adam, is there a difference in preparation for a gravel race than there would be for a, say an endurance road race of the same distance? So there, there is, and there isn't. 
the, the important part is that the fundamentals of training and fitness, they all stay the same. Uh, whether you're doing a gravel race or a criterium or even a time trial, but the the difference is just becoming how you utilize those fundamentals and, and manipulate fitness for a specific event. And Dirty Kansas is that. I mean, the winning time, the the course record is is forever. It's it's well over ten hours. I want to say it's almost eleven hours for two hundred miles, which is crazy fast for a gravel race and gravel anything most of the time your gravel events if you're fast are going to average about 15 miles per hour so you can do the math on 200 miles of that um but but all the fundamentals stay the same and you just have to uh and i'm going to use it like it's really simple but it's not but you have to do the homework and you have to to be willing to you know make a handful of sacrifices and, and neil's done that he's done the epic days in the saddle because you don't get 200 mile fitness from riding three hour rides. You know, it takes, takes well over the five hour mark to kind of get there. And, and we've made those, made those adjustments and, you know, he's had, he's had his, uh, his setbacks like everybody else has just with, with work and family and, and, you know, even the holidays. So that's all, that's all pretty normal, but for the most part, it's, it's similar. Um, but there's definitely some differences in there. And Neil, I would think you're in phenomenal shape for just about any event getting ready for this. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, going forward after Dirty Kansas, I'm going to have, uh, you know, I'm going to be sitting on a pool of fitness. So I kind of have to, you know, be fun to pick some other events. But, you know, I think what... I think I think one of the most important things I was really looking for um, with with some direction for going into Dirty Kansas this year was kind of what Adam spoke to was the setbacks and the stuff that's unforeseen that pops up that you can't anticipate when when looking at the plan. You know, the next month or three months or six months. Um, you know, I have I'm married. I have two young daughters that are sick every other week um, travel with work and all those things, you know, we were able to make as, as, you know, I got sick, I got a cold and had to miss five days of riding. Um, those are all tweaks that we were able to make together. And that's, to me that, you know, going forward, that was really more, even more critical than maybe, you know, we all know there's no magic bullet, perfect workout. It's just, being able to adapt and make tweaks along the process to make sure nothing was really thrown off um, in a bad way. So, you know, that's what's kind of allowed me to just stay steady. Yeah, there's going to be, you know, uh, speed bumps, you know, dips along the way, but just keeping that steady progression. And I think we've really accomplished it. And to that end of what Neil said, you know, he, he, Neil's obviously this, this, this rider and this athlete and, and this, uh, call him a, a figure in the sport. And he has an opportunity to, to utilize a lot of different means to get more fit. And I know a lot of folks will choose a generic like training plan that you'll purchase from wherever online. And, and those plans don't change for, the ins and outs of an everyday person. Uh, and one thing that we've made, we've made 
changes almost every week with whatever Neil does because of his work schedule. And he travels a fair amount and he has family that has demands on his time and on his energy. And, uh, you know, we back in, I think it was December, we, we wrote an article and I had some conversations with Neil about here's this framework of what we want to do that'll get us to Dirty Kanza in a position where he'll have a performance that he's happy with or, or set or elated with, hopefully. Um, and that framework has stayed the same, but by and large, I, probably 50% of the weekend week out workouts have, have been changed uh, whenever we have our consults and talk every week. And, and that's pretty important for a guy like Neil or even most of our clients because they can, they get those changes whenever they need them. And, and that's what enables more success and more, you know, happiness and, and better preparation. We're talking 2018 Dirty Kansas today, brought to you by Topical Edge Performance and Recovery Lotion. Make recovery days a thing of the past with Topical Edge. Now, Adam, is nutrition a part of your coaching plan? Do you work with your clients on that? Nutrition is a very important aspect of an endurance event or or any kind of athletic performance, in all honesty. Uh, we work with clients uh, to that to that end. Um, I'm not a a certified dietitian or certified nutrition professional. I can offer uh, a fair amount of, of advice and help on that. Um, we do have another coach that works with us that is certified for that. Um, and so I will refer clients that want more specific help to to that coach. And it's one of our coaches, Coach Grant. Um, but it's very important. Uh, you know, it's, it's the fueling and, and the hydration for an endurance event is, is massive. You know, a, a guy like Neil just in, you know, his, his, uh, last couple weeks, he's going on rides that are three and four and 5,000 calorie rides. And, uh, considering the body will only hold about store about 1500 calories worth of the high intensity, easy to access muscle glycogen, you have a definite uh, numbers issue there. So you have to, to fuel on the bike and, and keep at it. And, you know, if you if you miss it for an hour or two, then it can affect you for the next six. And that's that's never good. Now, Neil, we talked a little about nutrition uh, last week. Have you changed your uh, fueling throughout this training program? And you were saying that after hour six, really, things that might have worked for you for those first six hours may not work so well for you after. What changes have you made to your program? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And it's, um, I, I wouldn't say I've necessarily made changes this year. I, I feel like over the last four years at Dirty Kanza and doing other really long events like Gravel Worlds and Belgian Waffle Ride, I've kind of settled on what works the kind of the, you know, what I talked about last episode was the fact that, you know, after hour eight or hour 10, your stomach can be turning and just having, you know, the, the really sweet types of foods that we're so accustomed to when we're, when we're training the, you know, the drinks and the, the gels, 
um, I'll start needing to look for something different. Um, and you know, one, I think one thing that's going to be critical this year, dirty Kansas, the heat, I think it's, uh, it's going to probably be around 90 degrees on race day. And so if you start thinking about that, like that, that's going to wreak havoc on your body being out there for 12, you know, hopefully shorter for me, 11 plus hours, but there's people out there 20 hours. Um, so that's, that's a whole nother thing to, to consider is, you know, how can you hydrate enough? How can you make sure you're replenishing your electrolytes, even when your stomach doesn't feel like taking that stuff in? So, you know, that's something that I'll be talking with Adam even more about in, you know, over the next week and really coming up with a solid game plan that, that I have to stick to. Adam, we're a week out. Can you give us kind of some tips for someone with Neil's experience, uh, what they should be concentrating on during this week? I mean, you're not going to find any more fitness as well as someone who's looking at doing uh, something of this distance for the first time. So being a week out, the, the bad news is if you're not ready by now, you're, you're stuck. Uh, the good news is if you're ready by now, the most important thing you can do is just not get sick. Um, this is what is typically called the, the taper period of a uh, training, training uh, plan or, or protocol. And um, you know, for the most part, it's, it's fair. generally speaking, we're going to say you, you keep the ride shorter, keep the intensity high, not, not like race for the world championships high, but um don't drop off your intensity and keep the ride shorter and enjoy the time off and, and hang out with the family maybe a little bit more. And, uh, you know, you, you've already done the homework. And so now you're just doing the final preparation, just getting mentally and physically fresh and, uh, you know, make sure you have plenty of, of logistical preparations as well. You know, like, like Neil said, the hydration issues, if it's going to be hot, you're looking at, one to two water bottles an hour and a water bottle typically is 20 ounce about 20 ounces so that's a lot of it's a lot of fluid for sure and neil you said your daughters are sick every other week <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's just you know i it used to you know i used to panic about it but it it, it is what it is and like you know i i'm not i'm not a professional athlete anymore i can't live in a separate room and, um, you know, separate myself from that. So I just have to take the precautions wash my hands as much as I can. Um, lots of zinc lozenges and, you know, hope for the best. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're, you know, those, like I said, you know, those, those days where you can, you know, go, go elsewhere and train elsewhere. Those are, those are over and this is, this is real life. So cycling is, is still very important to me, but it's like number three on the list now. <laughs> so, you know, I can only go so far. Now, can you both go through the initial interview period? Uh, because I really want to talk about goals here as we wrap things up. Uh, and do goals affect the training program? If Neil really wanted to win this, would he be training different than if he wanted to be in the top 20? Yeah. So the, the initial goal questionnaire that, that Neil and I work through and 
as Neil said, he's not a professional athlete anymore. So his his and he's far enough removed from the professional athlete world where he was able to keep his goals more realistic. And ultimately, it was he wants to have a solid ride at Dirty Kansas. Um, not, I mean, he obviously Neil can can place in the top spots, but having that number of I want to be top three, it's kind of a a drag because there's a thousand people that start and only three of them get to be in that top spot. So I think if a rider like Neil with his decision-making process, which is just very, uh, very developed and very mature, but also very important as well as if he has good fitness and good logistical support, then if you put it all together, he's going to have a great ride. And, um, and that's going to be, what, what gives him that that feeling at the end of the day of I left it all out there and at the end of the day if that's the goal and and I mean his goal is just basically to, to be as fit as possible and to to do as well as he can and let the chips lie where they where they may kind of thing yeah yeah no that's that's well said and, and that, that's exactly it. of course would I love to win dirty Kansas yes definitely who, who wouldn't do I think that's realistic with um, my, uh, my other time commitments, um, and the hours I was able to dedicate to training. No, I don't think that's realistic. What, what I did tell Adam is that I want to have the race that I feel like I'm capable of. And if that puts me in 20th place and I feel like I left it all out there and I rode up to my ability, then I'll, I'll go home really happy. Um, so kind of whatever, whatever the placing is, I'm, I'm okay with, I just want to get the most out of myself that I feel that, that I can. And that's something that's eluded me so far at dirty Kansas in the past. And so I just want to check that box and come away with a grin on my face and satisfied. Now, in conclusion, Adam, are you accepting new clients, your company accepting new clients? And if so, how do people contact you? We are accepting new clients. Uh, we have five coaches uh, spread throughout the United States. So odds are there's someone close enough to you. Uh, we can be reached at inquire at source-e.net. And that's an email address that'll get you connected. Today's podcast brought to you by Topical Edge Performance and Recovery Lotion. Say goodbye to post-workout soreness with Topical Edge. Neil, Adam, thanks very much for joining us to chat for preparation for the 2018 Dirty Kansas. Yeah, thank you, George. From the Over the Top Studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. I'm Meredith Masony. And I'm Tiffany Jenkins. We're the hosts of Take It or Leave It, a podcast where we discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Join us every week where we sit down and talk about parenting, even though we don't really know what we're talking about. We have guests, we take your calls, and we get weird. Tiffany and I are just like you. We are two struggling moms who have no idea what we're doing. Join us on Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. A cash recommends.